Welcome back to The Psyche Awakening. I'm your host, Jessica Clowers, and this season we are identifying your success blockers. So in life, we go through changes, and we might seek a higher education to find better job opportunities or start our own business. We meet new people, and we network our way to success. We make decisions based on our research, and we put trust into other people for guidance. These decisions are what we consider to be for our better good or our higher purpose. However, there are times in life when we realize things were not always necessarily as good as they may have seemed. We often put our trust into people that we don't even know because on the surface we are blinded by only the good things offered. Sometimes the good things are so bright we can't even see the darkness. So success blocker number three is deception. This episode can apply to any area of your life, whether it be a company you are interested in working for, a person you are interested in starting a new relationship with, any business establishment that you might want to do business with, news or social media, anywhere with anyone who shows up in your life, it really doesn't matter. Deception can often lead us on the wrong path, moving us further away from success. Today, I'm going to walk you through how to become a human lie detector. This is so much fun. By the end of the episode, you should be able to detect a liar within the first 10 seconds of interaction face-to-face. So for my first example, I'm going to use a common situation with a person that you're probably going to know very well. Um, Let's say, for example, you suspect your spouse is not being completely honest with you. Maybe you suspect they're having an affair, just for example. Um, Before we confront the spouse, we're going to take a baseline reading, and this is done very similar to how it's done professionally with a lie detector machine. First, you're going to be aware of your own body language and how you are presenting yourself during this baseline reading, and it's very important. Uh, You don't want the spouse to suspect anything's wrong with you. This is a very normal and natural conversation that's going to take place. So, it should start off very natural. Uh, You would begin by asking questions that are normal and non-threatening, like, how was your day? Or what are your plans for this weekend? Let them respond. And as they are telling you about their day, here's what you're going to watch for and listen for. You're going to look at Uh, facial expressions, body language, gestures, and eye movements. Listen very carefully to their voice patterns, the structure of their speech, and tones. These comfortable responses that are observed through facial expressions, eye movements, body language, and gestures are their truth responses. Now you will need to incorporate a series of comfortable questions in a natural pattern to accurately assess this person's truth responses. Don't just stop at how was your day or what are your weekend plans. Keep going by talking about what the weather might be like or maybe tell something positive about your day to trigger more natural, normal responses for truth. So regardless of how well or how much you think you know your spouse, I always tell people to start with a baseline reading because, you know, you never really know what kind of day someone has had. 
And with something as serious as this question that you're about to ask them, you really don't want any kind of interference with other negative emotions involved uh, from something that's completely unrelated from their day. So if that's the case, if you're finding out that your spouse had a bad day and they might be angry or agitated, I'm going to recommend that you wait to have this conversation until they are in more of a calm or relaxed state of mind. So once you feel confident in your baseline truth reading, you're going to move into what we call the hot zone. Um, we're going to keep it simple by asking a yes or no question, such as, are you having an affair? Now pay attention to the response. A lie will ignite a change in body language, facial expressions, eye movement, speech patterns, uh, structure of speech, tone of speech. You might even notice their face turns red immediately upon asking. Pay attention to the mood. Does it shift abruptly or does it stay relatively average? Sudden drops in mood or expressions of anger are a sign the person is going into defensive mode and you might be correct in your allegations. You might notice the person becoming increasingly more uncomfortable as the conversation continues. They might fidget or conceal their hands, squirm or shrug their shoulders. Some of the facial expressions to watch for are going to be different shades of pink flaring nostrils, biting the lip, blinking more rapidly, or slightly perspiring, so watch the forehead. They might avoid making eye contact with you, or they might start moving their eyes around the room rapidly. Speech patterns to watch for are going to be speaking faster, slower, changing tone, and using more complex sentences. So this is going to be a lot easier for someone you are familiar with, where you already are, you have a good idea of what their truth responses are going to be. It's going to be a lot more difficult when it's someone you don't even know at all, because the only thing you have to go by on that baseline reading is your interaction with them at that given point in time. So let's see, for my second example, you are shopping for a new job and you want to use this technique on the person who's going to be interviewing you. The same exact concepts will apply. The only difference is you don't know this person. So what you're going to do is you're going to you're going to pay attention to your introduction and the icebreaker part of this conversation. And for those of you who may not know what icebreaker means, it's your basic chit chat right after the initial introduction where you're speaking of things like, hey, it's nice to meet you or the weather's nice and so on. Your hot zone is going to be when you are addressing your questions. This is where you will need to pay close attention to the eye contact, speech patterns, facial expressions, body language, gestures, and eye movements. Now, I think it's very important to say, if you believe this person is lying to you, be polite and exit the interview just like you would if you were not armed with your new skill set. This is not to be used to call people out on their lies. It is simply just a tool to be used for guiding you away from deception. Maybe I should rephrase that and make myself a little more clear. So. Professionally speaking, I use this tool 
to guide people away from deception because the last thing you want to do is ruin your reputation on your way out the door because those people will talk. And if they have friends and you know different networks and other companies of the same field, chances are you might run into your next interview with somebody who was already aware of the interview that went on prior because they are friends. You never know who you're talking to when you don't know somebody, okay? Keep that in mind. So, also, if you're using this personally in your personal life with a personal relationship, whether it be your spouse, friend, family member, whoever, I say don't use it to call people out. Don't use it to be rude, inappropriate, and inconsiderate, okay? Because you gotta keep in mind that when someone is lying, they know that, okay? They are aware of the truth. The problem they are having is that they, for whatever reason, it's really no one else's business, they are not ready to come forward with their truth. They're not ready to let that truth out there. So they're protecting that truth by these lies. And for someone who's lying, they're not going to be comfortable expressing their truth to someone who's making them feel like an idiot or like a bad person. So using this in family situations, for example, I always like to look at it with truth and light. You want the person to be comfortable telling these things to you. You want to make them feel supported. Um, we all know the truth is never easy, folks, and, and God knows what these people are hiding, okay? But it's a comfort zone for both not only you who suspects the liar, but for the liar themselves. So there has to be an equal uh, medium there as far as communication to even get that truth out into the open to begin with. So please keep that in mind. Now I'm gonna shift gears and give you an even more complicated example. So now I'm gonna remove the body of the person. There's not gonna be any assessments with facial expressions, body language, gestures, or voice. I'm going to use social media for this example. And since the human body is not a factor in this equation, we're only going to be looking at words and phrases. So let's say that you're scrolling through social media and you run across a news clip that catches your attention. Uh, let's say it's related to a political situation. That seems to be a very popular topic for the majority of the population right now, so we'll go with that. <laughs> After reading this article, you scroll down to the comment section to see the opinions of others who have read the article. Okay, so anytime you read a news article, you must keep in mind that article was written from the perspective of the writer. So there's a few questions you should ask yourself to assess whether or not this information is factual or opinionated. Number one. Uh, what facts has the writer presented to the reader? What you're looking for is any evidence the writer's presenting, whether it be video footage, audio footage, documents, or any other resources. Number two, where did the writer obtain the information from? You must always consider the source. So if the writer, <coughs> excuse me, has interviewed witnesses, Keep in mind, those witnesses are giving their statement from their own personal perspective. 
every set of witnesses has their own sets of beliefs that might influence their opinions one way or the other. Number three, what other news sources are reporting this? So find related articles by other sources to compare notes and then repeat steps one and two. When a liar is caught in an accusation, the most common and natural response is for them to go into defensive mode. So whether they realize it or not, a lot of times a liar will often call attention to their own lie simply by just trying to cover it up. They might grasp at words and phrases to use against you as weapons. For example, you know, let's say that you're scrolling social media and your friend posted something inappropriate about you. Maybe they were joking and just trying to have fun, but whatever they posted was embarrassing for you and you didn't really necessarily want that out there for everybody to see. So when a truth is posted about you and you don't like that, your first responses are probably going to be to privately ask that person to take it down. Hey, take it down. That was embarrassing. I don't want that out there for everybody to see. If the person refuses to do so, it's probably going to upset you. It might anger you uh, simply because you just don't want that stuff out there on social media. You might ignore the post to avoid looking like an idiot. Uh, just don't respond altogether, right? Or you might click that unfriend button or report the post, whatever you do. But however, if you choose to save your own face and try to cover up that lie, you're probably more than likely gonna jump in and try to defend your position. The easiest way for a liar to start covering up their lie is to begin by making statements with the words lie or liar or something similar. Um, in the mind of a liar, it's the shortest and quickest way to influence other people that they are not lying. When a person is telling the truth, that information is already stored in their brain and communicating that truth is a smooth flowing speech pattern because the information has already been processed. They're just in the process of communicating it to you. It's smooth and it flows. When a person is telling a lie, their lie has not been fully processed as far as how to answer any of your questions because their brain is in the process of creating a different version of the truth while they are speaking to you. <clears throat> Excuse me. So this results in interrupted speech patterns, stuttering, and tone changes. Deception is a false reality that leads to paths of darkness. Truth is light that leads to paths of success. Thank you so much for joining me today. Join me again next week for our very last episode of Season 1, Identifying Your Success Blockers. Have a great weekend, everyone, and I will see you again next week.